Welcome to PennyCast, a podcast by Penny Financial Partners, where we'll be catching up with a range of interesting people and exploring themes around the four pillars of financial freedom, growing wealth, family, protection and community, and providing ideas and inspiration to live a more meaningful life. Hi, I'm Alan Thorne and delighted you could join us for the first ever edition of PennyCast. At the end of last year, Penny Financial Partners announced that in 2021, the business was going to become a carbon neutral business. Today, I'm joined by David Penny, the CEO of Penny Financial Partners, with whom I hope we can find answers to a number of questions over the next half an hour. Namely, why this was a road along which Penny Financial Partners decided to embark. How does a business like Penny's become carbon neutral? And what might be the wider impacts of becoming a carbon neutral business? So hello, David, and welcome to PennyCast. Thanks, Alan. Delighted to be here. So first of all, I think it's important that we define exactly what is it that we mean by becoming a carbon neutral business? Yeah, Alan, I think many people will know that climate change is primarily, although not exclusively, a problem of too much carbon i.e. CO2 in the atmosphere. As, as a greenhouse gas, excessive CO2 creates a cover that traps the sun, uh, the sun's heat in, in an atmospheric bubble, warming the planet and indeed the oceans. Carbon emissions are generated by the energy consumption across business. It should be remembered that businesses do account for more than half of all emissions. These will include heating, lighting generated by fossil fuels, petrol, diesel, electricity for business, travel, water and waste to to landfill. But in in its most basic terms, uh, achieving carbon neutral status requires both behavioural changes and an investment into mechanisms that can absorb the equivalent amount of carbon produced. So... It would seem then, David, that the key driver behind this decision to become carbon neutral is is fundamentally an environmental one. For me, it's probably more of a decision that I could describe in three words, if I may. Uh, Sustainability, efficiency and indeed responsibility. When you look at sustainability, climate change is without doubt the biggest crisis that modern humans have ever faced. Uh, It's imperative that we all do take action. In respect of efficiency, I think it's, it just makes really good business sense. Uh, this is about generating the same amount of carbon and then offsetting. Carbon neutral is about reducing uh, uh, carbon emissions and offsetting what you can't reduce. So by examining every aspect of how we work and identify more efficient ways to work, we can reduce the emissions, but invariably also become more economical. And finally, responsibility. Uh, This isn't necessarily about becoming evangelical on the issue uh, to the point where all our colleagues are using bicycles to get to work. To be quite frank, it's going to be a challenge when uh, a number of them live around Birmingham uh, and and head offices in Shrewsbury. And it's a fair distance down to our other office in in Cheltenham. Um, But, you know, it is more about recognising that we have the platform to make a positive change. Um, for me, it's it's often about the ripple effect. You know, Penny has more than 700 clients across Shropshire and the Cotswolds, plugged into thousands more people through St James's Place, and indeed our our various networks. So it it's really about leading the conversation and the issue 
and, and hopefully supporting those people that would like to join us on this journey. You know, I think it's going to be a responsibility that we all need to take on board at various stages. But for me, it's it's certainly about getting going, getting started, uh, particularly in the post-pandemic world. And one of the things we have learned from the pandemic is that strong communities really matter and societies have got to work together to solve some of its biggest problems. So regardless of wealth or status, we're we're all in very much in an equal place in the fight against climate change. I mean, you say that we are all equal in the, in the fight against climate change, um, but isn't the impact of a company like Penny Financial Partners becoming ca- carbon neutral? I mean, dare I say, you know, potentially fairly inconsequential when compared to the emissions and activity, uh, I guess, of business on on a global scale. Nothing really is inconsequential. I think it would be fair to say, Alan, but. You know, I think this needs to be much more part of a, a bigger movement um, that we are seeing across all walks of life. But at the, the root of this, if we ignore it and say we're too small to matter, then then there won't be that big shift. And it, it's going to take small businesses to really make a huge dent in this. And even they have a say on on what's happening to bigger businesses. As St. James's Place that we represent uh, are a FTSE 100 company. You know, we may be a a 20 employee business um but but we have that influence into a FTSE 100 so you know, i think definitely not inconsequential um you know esg has been a bit of a buzzword in re- recent years and and that has certainly accelerated in 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 the last 12 months within the pandemic and just just on that so what do we mean by esg david yeah esg itself stands for uh, environmental social governance um, and so picking up a, a wider berth of making sure that, you know, we think about the environmental responsibilities, which which is probably getting the most airplay and, and probably one of the biggest aspects of the, the, the carbon neutral. But the, the social governance bit is really about just making sure that there is, you know, social responsibility to ensure things come together uh, as a community and, and, and as a nation and then internationally. And, and putting some strong governance to make sure it happens. You know, a lot of this is going to happen through legislation uh, and, you know, some of it will be enforced and hopefully more of it will be embraced because it's, as I said earlier, it's good business. You talked about SJP. I mean, yeah. and we talked about the kind of the wealth management and we look at the wealth management industry generally and you talk about ESG, but I mean, is this is this something, this, this movement towards a more responsible view in terms of how businesses are run, in terms of investing, both from an investing perspective, but in terms of how businesses are operating themselves. I mean, is this something that we're seeing a a wider trend? Yeah, it's definitely becoming a trend. And and that starts with probably, in some respects, it started at kind of government level. um, And then it's probably first finding itself into larger businesses. But I think that's resonating now through to a you know, a wider population and, and, and as we've just said, smaller businesses are, are starting to think about it. I, I do think there's some challenges for smaller businesses in how to do it. And that's that's something they'll get onto, I'm sure, because we'd like to be to some extent leaders in that how you go about this and, and we'll help others. But but let me sort of play back to the SJP side. Um, you know, a hundred percent of our fund managers last year went through sign off uh, against something known as the UNPRI signatories, which is basically the United Nations principles of responsible investing. And it just brings in a level of 
consideration to responsible investing. So they have that within their mandates now, all of them, 100% of our managers, which is about 42 different uh, investment funds um, that we offer to, to, to kind of make sure it's part of their investment approach. We've also joined the Net Zero Asset Owners Alliance. Um, we publish things like a carbon emissions report, which gives a, a great deal of transparency across all of our investment portfolios. And I think these are just starters. These, these, this is just where it begins. And, you know, there's plenty more coming at us from St. James's Place in our case. But we want to put that sort of partner practice layer to this at Penny. Um, and make sure we we carry it all the way through. And and so I mean, we, you talked about that the the kind of partner practice le level. And you know, as you mentioned before, you know, Penny is a is a business of twenty across across two offices, one in Shrewsbury, one in Cheltenham. So so on a practical level, you know, what will the impact from a, a day to day perspective in becoming carbon neutral mean for Penny Financial Partners? Even within a, a small business, you need to have people who are better at some things than others and and we we have um our, one of our previous chancellors was known as spreadsheet phil well we have <laughs> we have we have spreadsheet thomas in in our business and 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 the reality is that we we will have to complete and work on a pretty damn big spreadsheet that allows us to review lots of aspects of our business obvious things like our supply chain which is our contractors and suppliers uh, and we're going to be asking to collaborate with them on how we can reduce our carbon use in, in that respect. That's from paper to paper clips, you know, that everything uh, we, we buy in and, and who we deal with, we'll be having conversations with. But I mean, we start from a good place, Alan. I think, uh, you know, it's fair to say that Penny hasn't just woken up to this. Uh, it's It's been kind of in our DNA for a while to think about this. We're just being arguably a bit more deliberate about it um you know we we turned paperless i can remember the the very laborious job of of recruiting somebody specifically to help turn us paperless uh, and we recruited that individual for 18 months you know and it took that long to get all the files in order and we've 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 kept that up that was probably over 10 years ago you know i took the opportunity to put solar panels on the the, the building uh, and we've done a few other things besides but I think what it's what's going to come out of this for me is we're going to be much more deliberate about it and far more forensic and 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 consistent. You know, I think there's a great virtue in in being consistent across everything we do. Um, it doesn't mean we won't print anything, I should say, and it doesn't mean we won't be willing to travel in our cars to clients because of the. You know, thankfully, two of us at the moment drive electric cars, but that doesn't you know solve the issue itself. So we'll we'll do the things we want to do in business. You know, we will send things out. I know this week I've got something going out in the post to clients that I believe I made a decision that it was the right thing to put that in the post. Um, we'll do things like that. You know, jumping in our car to see our clients in their homes is part of the service we provide, and I'd never never want to walk away from that. But we can be efficient within this sort of hybrid world using things like video a bit more. You know, where it works, it will we'll do more of it. I, I guess the pandemic, dare I say, in terms of this this move to a to a more kind of agile, virtual um, operation, of which you know Penny Financial Partners is obviously not alone in that. This has become a, a 
a hugely important way of doing business over the last 12 months for many businesses, that's fundamentally going to be quite an important part of um, allowing you know allowing you to to move maybe a, a bit a bit more quickly towards your carbon neutral aspirations. Yeah, I think it's put a spotlight on it more than anything else, Alan. And I think the the other thing to mention is that or reiterate which I'm doing there is that we'll keep up the good things. But for a lot of situations, video calls as a very obvious example has worked really well. We we've ended up, I think, talking to clients more often because of this ability to do things virtually. We, you know, we had a growth year last year. We we did that by, I think, mostly trying to dial up our communication, um, our ability to interact with clients by these what we're calling kind of new technologies, but they're kind of not new. But we just we want to take advantage of the best of tech. But we can't forget that our business was and still is to a degree rooted in face to face. So I'm I'm keen to share with people that although this is this is a really important initiative, arguably one of the biggest things we've embarked on as a business, I, I'm definitely going to hold on to you know the true values of the business and the ways that work well but use use things like the technology to just just make it even better really yeah you know this is about um delivering a really important message to your clients and to your contacts and to your network about the kind of business that that penny is you know what impact will it have on the clients i guess in a very practical way and, and i think you talked about you know maintaining you know some of those key values some of those key approaches that have been so important in uh you know in, over the past 20 years for penny but do you think there's you know are there any other kind of physical uh practical ways that your clients might you know might feel that penny's different as a as a, as a carbon neutral business different in a sense of I, I hope always better and we the only way we get better by the way is feedback from clients really telling us uh so we ask them whether they think that we are different or indeed better but you know simple things might be that we will embrace technology i i could give a what well, is a fairly rudimentary example but we we designed something called our service packs it was a kind of effectively a menu of the services in a in a in a folder which had print uh within it uh, describing what we do and i think within the first six weeks of of the lockdown last year we we turned that into a digital solution and you know what it's more dynamic it's it's easier to change and we have you know i'm delighted to say that we've recruited some new people into the business this this year three new people and you know we we changed the digital one uh, 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 with great ease and, and and not a lot of cost and so you know you can be really up to date and you can also um, be be more dynamic with things and, and more relevant. So you know, no longer do you have to think of a brochure having to have a two year shelf life or to, to make it a, a, a reasonable investment. Um, so I think that that will help us look more look more efficient and you know thinner paper might come out. So so right now we we chose our stock of headed paper was was relatively a thick uh, sort of heavy a reasonably heavy heavy weight because that was synonymous with quality as as perception you might say well the latest sort of instruction i've sort of given is to to find a source of recycled paper that probably isn't as 
heavy and and just small things like that will i hope be seen as a good thing you know not not a, a lack of quality because it's a a little bit thinner and lighter and i think this is a i mean and again that seems like such a dare i say quite a, again i hate to use the word inconsequential but you know that seems like such a, a minor thing but obviously it can have such a huge impact in terms of you know the amount of raw materials that you're using as a business yeah. But I mean, how do you feel? I mean, have you thought about, you know, the, I mean, I know that the last 12 months, you know, the business has, has changed, you know, it's had to change, it's had to evolve in terms of how it's dealt with its clients. What's the feedback been about the how, I guess, this more, uh, this different approach over the last 12 months? And what's your kind of, your gut feeling or instinct about how, how clients and, and how people will respond to, to, to the kind of things that you're trying to do as you go towards carbon neutral? Now, our, our clients seem to be giving pretty good feedback, really, if I dare say. And, and <laughs> you, you know, you don't ever want to be complacent with those sort of statements. Um, I think they've enjoyed that that deeper level of contact. You know, we we go deeper and we do it more often. Um, you know, I haven't had any clients saying you're contacting us too much, um, but we are contacting more. So that that's feeling good. I've said that probably already uh, this evening so you know I don't I don't think it's about dramatically changing a lot of what we do I, I think we just need to dial up the things that seem to be working well and and the carbon neutral thing is just that for me it's just taking a look at how we run the business through that lens but rather like the fund managers you know it won't influence their entire approach to investment it'll be one level of screen and and consideration that that's that's important and I think you actually get a lot more efficient from it if, I, if I'm being frank and you know, at this stage I think it is it is a, a mutually sort of beneficial thing to do um, now I am passionate about the planet I am passionate about things that many of our clients are passionate about um, and it, it feels good to be on that journey but it's it, it's certainly going to be about the bigger picture of of helping the business do a better job really but if I could digress into something Alan which is a bit sort of similar but but different for me a really simple one I, we was on we were on a team's uh, meeting I highlighted the fact that if any of our clients sign up for the online wealth account there's um, there's a scheme now that used to be just saying every time you sign up a tree is planted uh, by the Woodland Trust uh, now they've turned it into a monetary three pounds donated every time somebody signs up and that's that's brilliant but there's a heck of a lot of clients who don't know that I was kind of in, sort of putting a bit of a spotlight onto that but within the the meeting itself we suddenly thought well hang on a minute we, we're also asking clients to sign up to our what we call our client advice portal um, which is a brilliant tool for interacting with clients remotely through video and shared documents and various other features um, and in the moment, I just thought, you know, hang on a minute, let's let's put a little bit of an incentive around this as well. So I said to the team, we'll we'll do exactly what St. James's Place do on the, the online wealth account. We'll we'll give three pounds to the Woodland Trust for everyone who signs up to uh, the client advice portal. And and that's not, you know, sometimes people would have been a bit cynical about whether you're just doing it to save money. And I, and I think that answers that to some degree. But it also gives us a chance to genuinely, you know, if somebody's signing up for those two things, we've got six pounds going uh, to Woodlands Trust 
that's two trees and you know just a, a multiplication of that and that's just that's just penny financial partners if we can if we can share with people that we're doing that and then they do that goodness me you know that that, yeah. that, that could be amazing so you know once you spend your year measuring your carbon emissions on your you know your your substantial spreadsheet mm-hmm. um you know what what is the process then david it would be impossible to think that i wouldn't want us to go further um what what you you've got to start with a baseline of saying if we've done it once we'll do it we'll do it every year from here on in i think that has to be the commitment but it would be nice to see how what what can happen in this process of the spreadsheet is you can still end up having to to pay to offset those final elements of carbon and 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 i i think we can drive down to a place hopefully quite quickly where we don't have to do that um at all i mean that could happen in year one but if it it doesn't uh, then we can make that happen in, in subsequent years and I think we would be getting on that journey, which I've alluded to, which is to we have the great network of St. James's Place of varying sizes. There are two and a half thousand businesses attached to St. James's Place. Uh, We sit in the kind of middle size business. But I think because of our 23 odd year history, we've got a little bit of influence across the business and, and again into the people within the company, the director team who themselves are doing a lot of good things in the space. So I think it'll be about the influence. And I'm, I'm really keen to take that influence into clients and our, our community uh, within Shropshire particularly and, and the Cotswolds um, and, and surrounding areas for sure. I mean, have you thought at all about, it, it seems probable, possible that at you know, the end of the first year there will be carbon to offset. Uh, I mean, have you thought about, you know, what strategy you might employ? I know there are different strategies and they could be local strategies. They can be tree planting strategies or whatever they might be. If, have you given any, you know, that some thought about what, what would be a, you know, an important kind of impact for, from Penny's perspective? Yeah, I, I have started to think about that. And, and you're right that at the end of this year, we get to that place and next year we can move on. For me, it will be about the efficiency and getting the not having to pay to offset but it will also be about doing other things running parallel and i think you're kind of alluding to to that in in the question or the point that you're making really um we we also introduced in 2020 that our team would have two days um available to them to undertake um some corporate social responsibility so csr is is the phrase used it's all of it jargon i'm afraid but that basically means they can volunteer they have two days uh, outside of holiday entitlements uh, to to dedicate to things like charitable work um, volunteering work digging somebody's garden you know helping uh, do somebody's shopping whatever it takes something to to, to make a bit of a, a, a helping hand into the community so you know i'm looking at those sort of angles really alan where we can you know, run certain things parallel to the carbon neutral objective that that comes together and, and makes Penny a really responsible business. And I mean, for one, it also went through the hoops of the, which you know, because you, you became involved a little bit in that good business charter uh, that we got the sign off for that. That that wasn't just lip service. There was a lot of component parts that we had to, to get in, in sort of place for that whether it's paying your tax on time paying people 
appropriate wages. You know, there was, there's quite a few dimensions to that that wouldn't be necessarily those that you would expect to be considered a, a you know eligible for for a good business charter. And it's interesting you you talk about the good business charter because I know the good business charter is very much about you know obviously it's, it's about being a good business for the for your for your team as well as for your your current your contractors and so on. But what's what's quite interesting to me I know there's been a lot of talk around this this initiative and this initiative to become carbon neutral will be a a full team effort. This is going to be mm. this is about behaviour change for, from everybody within the team fundamentally. I mean, have you? What kind of feedback have you had internally, you know, to this, this initiative and this idea about becoming a, a carbon neutral business at Penny? Yeah, we've we've had great feedback, Alan. I mean, the the truth is, I I could talk a lot about our team, but I'm also conscious that people that might choose to listen to this podcast or our, our clients and our community, and I don't want to just be uh, sort of saying how wonderful we are. We're, we're on a journey to to getting better continuously. Um, but the, the initial feedback was amazing. I think they can really get behind this. I think we're a great team anyway. And like I said, we've had three new people this year coming into a business with this intention is is, is really capturing their imagination. But we've also got people like Nina, who's 19 years, Linda, over 15 years working within the business as well, who who I think continue to get invigorated by these sort of initiatives, you know, but so definitely we're we're all up for it together and you rightly say that's that's very very important we do and, and and you and you touch on something there david you talk you know that obviously you're recruiting this you've recruited three three new team members this year and i know you know that you're you're an ambitious you know expanding business do you think something like becoming a carbon neutral business is is important you know i know this isn't you know, this is being done for for a whole multitude of reasons, which you've you've discussed it. We've discussed in this podcast. But do you think you know when you're looking to get the best people? Do you think something like this is is actually a really important kind of message for for, for you know the, the kind of people that you want to recruit? Yes, I do. What what we do when we're thinking about people in our business, uh, we take it really seriously. By the way, how we hire um, people that for their benefit and our benefit. So that kind of mutual engagement into figuring out whether we're right for each other is is probably rooted my, most often in values that people share uh, and I think it's quite easy to figure out if you share these sort of values that we've talked about in, in this conversation that you're going to be you're going to be finding a level of you know are, are you the same sort of people are you the right sort of fit now we don't all have to come at it from from exactly the same place and in fact the people in in the business right now that are probably more advanced than me in in certain areas. I've I've done a quite a bit of research, but they're better and they're more sort of tuned into certain aspects. So there's a couple of things there. The existing people are going to help this because they they look at it through different lenses. But the the attraction of new people and making sure we've got the right new people, yeah, as I say, probably builds on on values uh, at the heart of that. And I don't know many people who would join us that wouldn't be interested in in no. this. And and it's and then I mean we did touch on this earlier about this the whole idea of being a responsible business and, and something that's become increasingly important and you know in this 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 kind of uncertain unusual times and people are looking to to work with businesses that you know uh, whether you know they're looking at their values as well as the service that they offer and so again do you feel 
that this is a this is a, a an initiative that's going to play out well in terms of from a client perspective and from a you know dare I say a future client perspective. It would be great if it does, because then I think like with people joining the team, we're gonna we're gonna end up with clients that you know we're we're part of a bigger team and and the 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 other observation that it's probably worth noting that I've seen in the last particularly in the last few years, but it's really gained momentum is that we're we're more often than not we're working in collaboration with our clients. Now now clearly we're financial advisors with technical capabilities, resources and a, a complete daily focus on what we do, but we also only get to where we want to get to with having clients that are engaged and appreciate and, and deliver into, into into that service. So what I'm saying is if you attract the right clients, then your business is going to multiply because of that. It's going it, to, it, you're all going to be in a certain sort of form of synergy. And, and like I mentioned or tried to sort of allude to with our team, you know, it's not wrong to be challenging either. So we, we hope that we'll, we'll get better at carbon neutral and better at many other different things from our, from our clients being prepared to have a say really, and, and put their, their thoughts to this. I'm, I'm certainly keen to hear what clients think and, and certainly very, very uh, keen to see if we can embrace some of that to, to improve our own ambitions and the impact we can have really. That's fantastic. Thank you, David. Well, we've come to the end of our first ever Pennycast. Thank you, David, so much for joining us. And hopefully we'll be speaking to you again soon. Thank you, Alan. I've, I've loved talking about this subject and hopefully you'll, you'll want me back. Um, although I know you've got to go across a lot of different people uh, to talk about something in the future. Lovely. Thanks, David.